not listening to the BBC. It is not seven o'clock on Sunday. Mystery, 
from my big time traveling radio. Some people used to call it surreal, but I call it magic. Everything I played on my show was not a recording, no, but an actual glimpse into the living past. As it happened, but how was all this possible? I hear you cry. Well, I've got a secret to share with you. Get closer to the speaker. That's right. Gather in. My secret is that just like Doctor Who, I too am a Time Lord. That's right. I can travel through time. And I built my very own time machine. But it's not a TARDIS. No, it's a radio. And it's right here next to me. And the best bit is that I don't have to go anywhere. I can travel anywhere I want whilst I sit here in my armchair. <laughs> and so can you. Who would you like to take a trip with me? Are you sitting comfortably? Well, when I twiddle my knob, we'll both be transported back in time. A time when the radio was a window on the world. It's a magical place, and we never know who we'll meet. I might even meet myself. Now, wouldn't that be strange? Let's see what we can find, shall we? Let's tune it in to the 1930s and see who's there. Ah, here's something. Right. Off we jolly well go, then. Through... The round Solid as a wall Can't 
tribulate man with my duty fruity. God has pulled my ass and up the base of Great Falls. Oh, not at all. Oh, and there I am. 
with a roaring fire to one side and a, and a small glass of festive sherry on the other. But uh, what about you? What did Santa bring you this year, eh? I'll tell you what I got. Mrs. Tiggery got me some rather dashing spotted handkerchiefs, and she had my name embroidered on them. Here, look. Ah, look at that. She said it was so that I could always remember who I was. Mrs. Tiggery, by the way, is my housekeeper. Well, I say housekeeper, more a sort of nanny, really. But she does fascinate her out of all this. Yeah. I told her, I said, don't, don't you go barging in here when I'm trying to broadcast as a nice boys and girls, but she never listens. Chances are she'll come yomping in at any minute, fussing about what kind of crumble I want after my dinner tomorrow. <laughs> right, let's see if we can find something a little more interesting, shall we? If I just tune this little knob here and adjust the ear. Uh, must be careful not to activate the temporal solenoid inducer there. Oh, you wouldn't like it if that happened. That's the bit of my radio that takes us with it in the flesh. Oh, spiraling around. And you wouldn't want that. Must be. Oh, that sounds like something's coming through. If I'm not mistaken, this is a broadcast that I made when I was very young indeed. Oh, so young. So When I used to present my popular show, My Gypsy Life, I once visited Skipton and what a lovely place it is. Thankfully, the farmer concerned didn't have charges and we both lived to tell the tale. But that was a long time ago and today we look forward to a new future between both myself, the wonderful people of Yorkshire and indeed the BBD. Many people have travelled here today from the hills and dales to enjoy the festivities, sample the local produce and see the wide range of championship livestock on display. There is everything from little freckled pigs to long-haired cows. Her Majesty has spent the morning meeting the marshals and farmers makes a wonderful Sabbath day, just perfect for a celebration of this time. And I'm joined now by the man Skipton, his right ignoble, what's it, Ted McManus. Good afternoon, your royal servant. Uh, uh, Tell me, how does it feel? And what was it like opening this show today? It must have been a very proud moment for you. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah,
Now, moving on, I'm here with Silas Anderson, a jailed farmer. Good morning, Silas. Hello. Tell me, what have you brought to the show today, and what do you expect to take away?
that lively brought there from Reginald Merriweather in Skipton, whereas you heard some circus dwarves were trampled by an elephant. But thankfully, the elephant is dead. We can confirm that the elephant is safely dead. Hello, what a
Yes, UVB-76, I can hear you loud and clear. Goodness, that was a close call, wasn't it? Reginald, are you there? Well, it looks like I'm back. Yes, no harm done, I think. It's so very bothersome when the magic radio does that. It's one thing setting the controls for the heart of the sun or whatever, but but it's quite another when it just goes off on its own accord and messes things up. I do hope that Mrs. Jiggery doesn't notice the muddy footprints on the carpet here. All par for the course, I suppose. Now, what's all this, huh? Looks like old Watson has been playing the gramophone. Wish I had any reading specs on her. What's this, uh, Ambrose's Orchestra, that was. Playing a tune called Better Not Roll Those Blue Eyes. Ha! Good choice, young man, but wrong color. Brown they are. My eyes, that is. But the Ambrose band were all right, I suppose. Another of those great British dance bands I was telling you about. Bert Ambrose was a decent chap. East End boy he was. Also a violinist. Never really did trust violinists. Too much elbow action for my liking, could have your eye out. But in the 1930s, Bert employed bebop jazz pianist Art Tatum. Ever heard of him? No, well, never mind, long story. Google him. But Bert was mainly famous for discovering Vera Lane. Now, I bet you've heard of her, haven't you? She sang with them from... Uh, 37 to about 1940, I think. Well, anyway, moving on. Right, well, it's that point in the show when I read out some of your letters. I get an awful lot of posting, even these days. Not all of it welcomed, however, but some of it is delightful. And I'm always glad to hear from you. You, you can find out just how to get in touch at the end of the program. But for now, let's just see what has come in this month. What's this? Now, oh, let me see. No, no seriously, let, let me see. Where, where are my spectacles? Uh, ah, there you are, cheeky monkeys. Just pop you on. Look at this. Correspondence. Dear Mr. Merriweather, we recently wrote to you about your account. The bank has made payments which are balanced now. Uh, ah, oh, that is a personal matter. Let it put that to one side. Dear, dear Reggie, now, this is more like it. I'm really excited that you have bought a new show after all these years. I can just about remember when you used to broadcast on the pirate ships in the 1960s, and I have a very old scratched copy of your album, The Best Bits from 1962. Yes, I had a hit album from my show, didn't I? I can't imagine that it's around anymore. Oh, no, wait, uh, they released it on iTunes, I think. 
whatever that is. Do keep up, old boy. Anyway, what, what, what does this bit say? I, I hope your new show won't lead to the fiasco and scandal that the original program did. Well, that's a bit of a backhander, isn't it? <laughs> it, uh, it was not a scandal. I was just overworked. Had to take a little time off for a while. Felt like it'd been shot in the head, to be honest, but anyway, long story. Another time, perhaps. Now, who is this from? Tony... Tempest. Tony Tempest? Sounds like a 1960s TV detective. <laughs> Sorry, Tony, I didn't mean to be rude. <laughs> Thanks for writing in. Who else have we got here? Um, Faye Dunnington. Ooh, let's see what Faye has to say. Dear Reggie, can you please try to tune in to that old series that you did long ago called Suspenders? Oh, yes. I've heard so much about it, and my grandma used to tell me how she'd sit in her front room, snuggled up in her dressing gown, with a hot cup of cocoa on a Sunday night, and be thrilled with your tales of mystery and high adventure especially the science fiction ones about the Yorkshire Space Mission and their adventures in outer space. Oh, well, hey, I'll see what I can do. I did used to enjoy those myself, and they were very popular back in the 1950s. With a bit of luck, I just might be able to track the date accurately, if I can find my journal with all the numbers and coordinates in it. And I'll be glad to let you hear one of those shows. Thank you, Faye, for a lovely letter. I'll see. Remember, if, if you would like to get in touch with me, and I'd love to hear from you, all the details are at the end of the program. In fact, Faye, shall we have a listen to the radio right now? It's about time we had a dip into the ether. Yes. Now, just spin this dial around here. Not too far now. That's it. About there, think. Mm. Let's see if I can find something about those Yorkshire astronauts. Ah, about here, I think. If this is indeed what I think it is, I'll tell you all about it afterwards. But for now, let's go through the Oval Speaker. You're tuned to the BBB. It's seven o'clock. And now we present our monthly gaze at the stars with our resident radio astronomer, Ernest Palmer, with a very special report from Yorkshire. Hello, dear, this is Barclay Sky. Please, 
low battery. Well, uh, things don't seem to be going too well at the moment, so we'll hand you back to the studio and keep you updated with further announcements throughout the evening.
Oh, yes, the Yorkshire Spaceman. You might poo-poo the moon attempt, but make no mistake, well, there was indeed a planned space mission. All very secret it was. The Yorkshire lads, with their corrugated iron ships built in Keithley, did indeed intend to launch from Starbeck and Harrogate, but that was a was merely a cover. You see, the, the Cold War was all the rage, and the government didn't want anyone to know exactly what was going on. But the real location of the launch, mum's the word, was in Cumbria. Now, let me just get my journal and tell you all about it. Demonstrate my understanding of the matter. Mm -hmm. 
But until I can find the coordinates in this book, I'm a little stumped. I know, I'll find you another tune whilst I look my numbers up in my ephemeris. In fact, let's see if we can find a bit more of that Brit jazz pop out there. You see, before 1956, there was a lot of it going on. In fact, it was all that was going on. British jazz was all we had, unless you lived in the docklands like Liverpool, where all the American records came from. There was a musician's union blackout after the war, don't you know? Well, anyway, let's see what I can find. Ah, here we go. Oh, the trumpet shakes. Thank you. 
Maybe the new wave of jumping, jiving, up-tempo rhythm and blues that's coming out of the States that they're calling rock and roll will take center stage. Who knows? Personally, this journalist doubts it. So, as the house band strikes up our theme tune, it's time to bid you goodbye from Lonnie Scott. Next week, we'll be talking to Kenny Ball, so that's one not to miss. Until then, it's see you later, alligator, from me, Sidney Smith. Join me again, hipsters, when the Top Notes Club opens its door. In a while, crocodile. <laughs>
that and the opportunity for personal fame and, of course, great fortune. I was just recalling my catalogue of marital disasters, and although I sometimes have difficulty remembering if I've even eaten breakfast, I can remember with vivid detail all the names and dates as if it were yesterday, which on some occasions it actually is. Clara Tillotson was the first. Oh, my dear, feisty Clara. She was a farmer, you know, and I met her when I was making my very popular radio series, My Gypsy Life, back in the early 1930s. We, we met at a market day in Skipton, of all places, uh, wherever that is. Uh, it's says here, but of course I know now, don't I? And it was uh, love at second sight. We married in 1933, when I was a tender 21 years old. So young. And she, a good 12 years older than I. How I remember the tattooed arms encircling me as she titillated me with her tasty tidbits. Quite a cook she was. And many was the weekend that we had boiled sheep's head soup for Sunday lunch. <laughs> After a brief but tumultuous romance, she left me for a pork butcher from Bradford, which in hindsight was perhaps a blessing, as war was about to break out and things were not going too well between us. I had tired of her early morning demands and tried sandwiches. Women, what's that? Oh, dear God, this is what goes on. Oh, crap. You need to do about this. Oh, I don't know. This is very, very bad. 